Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's time for Joyce's Thought of the Day on News Talk 850 WFTL. The historic arrest of former President Donald J. Trump garnered widespread media attention and stoked protests and counter-protests in the streets of my hometown of New York City. Every NYPD officer in the city was on standby. That's 35,000 cops. They weren't entirely comfortable with what they saw as a political arrest. At the courthouse, news media outnumbered the crowd from the public at large. It was almost a metaphor in a way. Because while this was an unprecedented and arguably historic event, it's also a bookkeeping case. People can only get so excited about spreadsheets. But at the same time, this was Donald Trump. For his part, Trump was very open about the ongoing process, posting images of his departure for and arrival in New York on social media and castigating the prosecutor and the judge for their handling of the case thus far. Trump's team also maintained open lines of communication with the media to keep them abreast of his movements to and from the courthouse. Unusually, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg was present in the courtroom. DAs usually don't appear at arraignments unless they're directly involved in the case. Media access to the courtroom was limited, but while recording equipment was forbidden, some members of the press were allowed to bring cameras for photographs, which could become iconic representations of a landmark legal case in U.S. history. Trump appeared somber throughout the proceedings, and while the former president was afforded some privileges throughout the proceedings, Secret Service remained with him at all times, and he was not handcuffed or required to take a mugshot. He was still arrested and for roughly half an hour was forbidden from leaving the courtroom. The quote of the day was Joe Tacopina, who said, there'll be no guilty plea in this case. That's one thing I can guarantee you. I don't think this case is going to see a jury. I think it's going to go away on papers. Now that the indictment against President Trump has officially been unsealed, we have some more information about what exactly prosecutors are alleging. Each of the 34 charges he's facing relate to the falsifying of business records. In New York, those charges are just misdemeanors, but they could be considered felonies if they're part of a broader effort to break the law. The key in this case will be whether prosecutors can prove that Trump acted with intent to commit another crime or aid in the concealing of a crime. While the indictment accuses Trump of a scheme to influence the 2016 elections, it does not appear to cite the specific other crimes that elevates those 34 counts to felonies. That's a major sticking point that legal analysts are highlighting. And Each of these charges would carry a maximum of four years in prison, although it's unlikely Trump would actually spend any time behind bars if he were found guilty. Probation or some other disciplinary measure would be more likely. This is a poop show. Get Joyce's Thought of the Day anytime. Subscribe to her podcast right now on the all-new 850 app and at 850wftl.com.